Um, all right, so welcome everyone to our first episode of our podcast. We're going to be reading Warbreaker as uh, our book by Brandon Sanderson. And uh, the, this is the first episode, so we're doing the prologue through chapter three. Uh, so it's going to be technically a total of four chapters. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy. And I, I am Midnight, and I'm here with Mythic. Say hi. Hey. And Deckness. Hello. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I guess we'll just go straight into episode one. So, prologue. We started with Vasher being imprisoned in Tetelir, uh, which is the capital city of Haladrin. I can't say that. Haladrin, sorry. Haladrin. Uh, Haladrin. Uh, which At is, least that's how it's said in the pop in the in the audiobooks. That's good to yeah. know. Um, yeah. Uh, on a note in that regard, uh, Brandon Sanderson has come out saying in all of his books, you can pronounce places and people however you want. Um, I don't actually know what the inspiration for names in this world was, but he just say like even in worlds where he bases names off like different cultures, he doesn't even always pronounce them like the way they technically should be pronounced. So. Any way is fine, technically. <laughs> so I'm not, yeah, I wasn't trying to. Correct. No, no, I know. I'm just saying, like in general. Um, anyway, so Halandrin, what is the land of returned gods, lifeless servants, biochromatic research, and color? Is how it's introduced to us. Uh, and then it's also mentioned that Halandrin has no lords or ladies, uh, but neighboring countries do, which we learn more about their system later. Um, but if you're able to uh, remember, before taking into account chapter three. What did you guys think they meant by uh, those sorts of things? Returned gods, lifeless servants, biochromatic research? Um, like, what were your thoughts on that? Well, I can remember back when I was first reading that. Uh, I think it was that I was more thinking of, like, they were going to be, like... They, they, talk, they talked about breath a lot, or he talked about breath a lot, and how he didn't have a lot, but kept hinting at that there would be... You could get more at some point or somehow and then once he took more he didn't explain how much he got from this the guy at the end but he at least said he had a vast more than he did um and i was thinking maybe it was just like uh the people who have like the most the so the more breath you have the higher in status i guess mm. what i was thinking originally hence why it was like he was talking about the king i think maybe that came later but the i'm pretty sure i thought he said something later, yeah. yeah i'm pretty sure he's but I'm pretty sure he, I'm pretty sure he said something about it too. The, yeah, the God King will be, is but, mentioned later in the prologue. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What did you think of them, Darkness? Okay, so personally, when I first read the, the like the bio stuff, mm-hmm. I was thinking more of like on the science sort of aspect for some reason. It mm-hmm. pulled it pulled me towards their like um like human alteration. Mm-hmm. So that's where one of my aspects went, and then when I um first realized that they could like be given more breath right which is like, mm-hmm. the magic they use um and how it sort of like made them more powerful um i figured like instantly that people would definitely try and gather as much to like as much as they can to get more powerful which i assumed would be some sort of like ascension mm-hmm. to the point of like where gods come in you know yeah okay yeah so like someone can ascend up to that point is what i thought yeah and so what did you also guys think of lifeless servants 
Or do you think well, where do I mean, you think that were? That's hard it's hard for me to say it now that I already kind of have an idea of what it is mm -hmm. due to chapter three. But um I, I just thought they were like undead, you know, like mm -hmm. somebody yep. who was dead and then like because he was putting breath into objects. Mm -hmm. So I thought, well, if they're gods, maybe they can do the same thing, but they could do it with actual people, maybe. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, they're just bringing people back to life. But... That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, they, they kind of have like, obviously, like a lot of implications within the name itself. So. Um, so yeah, so that was just the first little, that was pretty much like the first little section of the prologue. You just get that introduced. Uh, with not much information just yet. Uh, and then we get Vasher, uh, the main character of the prologue, uh, showing off how he uses breath. There's a lot of explanation. It's explained that everyone, as we mentioned, has one breath, but Vasher currently has 50. He apparently got them off someone who collected them from other people. I believe he says that he doesn't like to do the actual collecting from people himself. Um, he gets some from someone who collects them from other people. Uh, he also says 50 breaths is enough to reach the first heightening. Uh, and that mm -hmm. is very few breaths to him. He's had a lot more in the past, but to most people that would be considered a treasure of breaths. Um, he also uses his breath to awaken a little straw dude, a little straw doll, uh, and has to, he mentions he has to use an eyebrow hair as a focus. Uh, breaths give him the ability to see the color, see colors brighter and feel connection with other people, such as feeling them move in areas near him. Uh, he's also able to collect his breath back from the awakened doll when it brings him back the keys, uh, which is trailing blood. And murders people. <laughs> um, and then he also mentions that losing breasts is not fatal, but he does feel dimmer without his breasts. And that comes in later, too. <laughs> yeah, and breasts uh, give him the... Oh, I've copied that twice. Uh, <laughs> the ability to see colors brighter, yes. Um... So yeah, so just with the little introduction to how breasts work, how did you, what did you guys think of breasts and awakening? What's, like... Interesting magic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I figured breasts was like an interesting concept that I've never really like seen pop out in any other sort of story like this. Um, the fact that you can retrieve that same magic that you use to do something at that like range like bringing a puppet to life mm -hmm. is like incredible considering that if you it, it doesn't take anything away right when they yeah. bring it back it limits yeah, basically so... what you can do at the same time but it doesn't limit yeah your future abilities. yeah so there's like there's like no cost unless you don't get it back mm -hmm. which uh, is insane yeah and we do get i mean later in the chapters we do get some indication but I'm just curious, how many heightenings do you guys think there are? Like, this first heightening does... Um, are we talking about what did we think in the prologue, or now? Cause I mean, I mean the, you, you do get some... It kind of hints on it. Little, it does, uh, yeah, you do get some indications later, but, I mean, we don't technically get a, a concrete answer. No, uh, I mean, want to say, at the current moment, uh, nine was the highest I remembered somebody saying. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's going to go higher than that, or do you think nine's going to be the absolute maximum? No, I mean, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to tell because. All right, I'll come back to this because we got to get okay. back. To, we got to get to chapter three. When we get to chapter three, I'll explain yeah, my we can go back to that. <laughs> thought process on that because, like, I don't want to like say something yeah. that we're already not at yet. Yeah, no problem. 
What about you, Darkness? Did you have any theories about how many heightenings um, there would be? When I first read the prologue, I definitely had a theory that it would be way higher than at least like at least eight because eight because um I'm pretty sure Vasher mentioned something about being able to reach the fifth. And yeah, I think he, he so, might at some point. I don't remember where in the prologue that it might have been. Yeah, but um, he he also mentioned that uh, the king god had um, or the god king yeah, um god had king. um, way more than that. So mm -hmm. I'm assuming that that's where like I set my range of like expectations for that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so after after we see the little kind of show off of how the magic. Uh, awakening and breaths work. Uh, it's briefly mentioned how Vasher ended up in the prisons here, which is, which was the God King's dungeons, uh, as it is the capital city. Which we don't get told really in this prologue, but we do get told in later chapters that this is the capital city, which is where the God King resides. So it's the God King's dungeons that he's in, and he did it by beating up a priest of the iridescent tones, uh, along with apparently about twenty other men at a bar. Um, and that's how he ended up here. Uh, Vasher, uh, once he's free of his cell, goes to find a man who is in a cell specifically for people who can awaken. It's completely colorless, and I don't think he's like chained to the ceiling, uh, and there's like nothing around that he can touch. Um, it's mentioned that you need there's a little more explanation of how breaths work and to awaken. You need breath, color, and a command. Uh, it's also mentioned uh, that the iridescent tones are, which is the harmonious relationship between color and sound, which is obviously a religious aspect. Obviously, it's because there's priests of the iridescent tones. Um, so, uh, real quick, it is also mentioned. It is also mentioned that you can't uh, forcibly take somebody's breath; they have to willingly give it. Yeah, I was going to go into which that, is also uh, as we talk yeah, which about also Var. Comes up later. Yeah, so he gets to Var. Uh, I'm not sure. That's how I pronounced it. Um, that, yeah, it was Var. Var, yeah. So Var is someone he's apparently previously known but hasn't seen for, I believe, a few years. Um, and he basically convinces Var to give him uh, his breasts after basically saying, well, you're either giving it to me or you're giving it to these priests or the god king or whoever. Uh, you're going to be giving it to someone, so you might as well give it to me over them because they're going to force you to eventually give them up and then kill you. Um, and he agrees to basically kill Var quickly in exchange, so that he's not left to be tortured still. Um, it does mention briefly that, that at the ninth heightening, you can command objects without touching mm. them, and that only the God King is to be known of that heightening, uh, which we did talk about briefly earlier. Um, we do not know if there's anything higher than that, but considering only the God King has gotten to the ninth, it seems pretty high. Uh, and that you also, they also mentioned briefly that you can gain perfect pitch at the second heightening. Uh, and then, of course, Vasher kills Var. Var gives him his breasts. Um, what did you guys think of Var? Uh, I mean, we, very, we didn't see a lot of him, but mm -hmm. he seemed like he understood why he was there for whatever reason, and that he's very strong-willed. So he, because he didn't let them uh, break him to, you know, for them to give them his, the breaths. So, mm -hmm. like, you know, I think which per, is pretty cool. Kind of, and I remember when I because I have it down here on my notes. Uh, I remember that thinking that uh, when he he did end up getting killed, or whenever when uh, Vasher had killed him, that maybe he would come back later as a uh, whatever the word the undying's or whatever the, the thing servants. that says yeah the lifeless. 
I was like, that would be really cool to see him fight, you know, to, to read him fight them. I was like, that'd be an interesting thing. Um, the other thing I, I noticed uh, also in my notes, uh, with the command that he says, <laughs> when he says, my life to yours, yeah. I was like, well, doesn't that mean that you're killing the person? Like, I mean, I know he explained it earlier that that doesn't, it just drains them and makes them feel weak yeah. when they don't have breath. But like, my life to yours is like a lot of, uh, is a very specific line of like, mm-hmm. they're giving themselves to you. So, I mean, it comes yeah. up a lot, it comes up again later too. And I was like, very weird. Yeah. So that is, yeah, that's a very interesting thing to note. Yeah. Is, um, yeah, it does seem like it's very much related to their their life, their breath. And we do know that everyone has just one breath, it's been explained to. Or they're born with one. Uh, what in, that, in, that, um, in that aspect of, like, the command to give um, your own breath to someone else, <laughs> I took that in a different sort of tone, more as okay. in, like, that command means uh, loyalty to the person, but if it's, like, a no-choice thing, it's not going to have the same impact. You know what I mean? Because, of course, you would want to give your breath to somebody who, you know, you, you trust and, you know. Yeah. And I believe it is mentioned really in this chapter it. that you cannot take breath unwillingly, yeah. like, which is why he still was alive and had them. Because, like, mm-hmm. they basically are trying to torture him into willingly giving. I mean, if it's with torture, is it really that willing? But you basically have to say that phrase, it sounds like. Otherwise, yeah. you can't just take people's breaths from them. Uh, which is very interesting. And then I think Mythic kind of partially answered this, but do you guys think that Var will come up later? Like, do you think we'll learn more about him later? Or do you think he's kind of just a one-off character to kind of just explain more about heightenings and to kind of give a bit more context to Vasher? I hope he comes back later. <laughs> I personally think he will come back later, considering that there was a lot of, like, background stuff left, like, unsaid, mm-hmm. like, including the reason he was there. Yeah. So... Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so that that was it for Var. And then Vasher goes back to collect Nightblood, who it specifically said he's only an inch unsheathed, uh, but all the guards are dead. Uh, they're all dead. I believe Nightblood is in the chest. Somehow, while sheathed, he's in the chest of uh, one of the guards. And Nightblood then, the sword, speaks into Vasher's mind. Uh, he seems to think that Vasher is impressed that he's killed all the guards, even though Vasher doesn't really give a much of a response to that um, and it's also noted uh, actually earlier I believe when we first see Nightblood get taken that colors get deeper and darker when Nightblood's sheath is unclasped uh, so what do you guys think of Nightblood and what do you think Nightblood is? Okay so I have, I have a lot of notes on Nightblood yeah. <laughs> but I Nightblood's think definitely Night... one of the more interesting uh, Yeah, I think Nightblood is definitely like somebody that mm. gave breath to an item or something to that extent. That's what my first thought was, because he seems like he has this like thought thought pattern of like I'm the best, I'm better than everyone, and it's very human about it. And I was like, I feel like this is something that has like uh, somebody has found a way to give their consciousness into an object in order to continue to live on. Do so you think then- it's maybe like a, a f- like a more powerful form of awakening potentially? Yeah. I was like, this, this is an interesting blade. But I mean, I also play D&D, so... Yeah, I was going to say, he's I think of, very I much think in a D&D sense. It's a <laughs> sentient weapon. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think, Darkness of Nightblood? Um, 
I'm sort of in a similar aspect there, but um, my thought process, especially right now that I'm thinking about it, is um, Vasher originally said he had way more breasts, and I'm kind of curious to see if he was the one to put that like much magic power into the sword, right? Mm. So you think he's just put like so, a ton of breasts into him, and that's caused him I, to be sentient potentially? I, I think so because um, the sword seems to have like major like loyalty like master appreciation sort of like thought process yeah he does want to impress so, Thrasher. it seems like is yeah he implies definitely a great magical sword so i killed them all aren't you proud of me yeah <laughs> i have that impressed? in quotes on my thing out of all the chapters i'm pretty sure that's my my favorite sort yeah. of like and so as like a wrap up to this prologue what do you guys think of vasher uh well i think vasher's very cool um not my favorite that we've read now, but he definitely was pretty cool back then when I was reading that originally. Um, and the other thing I have on here is why I wrote. Oh, I know why I wrote Duffel. Uh, he has this Duffel bag that keeps getting mentioned, but mm. like I'm, I'm almost curious of what's like. Is there a significance to this Duffel bag? Like, you know, is there maybe there's something in it or you know about it? Maybe it's somebody specifically had uh, given it to him or something. You know, I feel like there's a history on it. Mm. just keeps getting mentioned quite a lot yeah and also i'm kind of curious because this is technically just the prologue and i mean every everyone if you're reading along would know um it he's not in any of the other three chapters do you think he's going to be a main character that we see uh more like uh point of views of or do you think he's just a prologue character that might get mentioned in the background uh to other people's point of views in the future or do you think that's kind of it with him <laughs> I mean, I don't think this is the last we see of him, but I mean, after just with the little bit after that we read, like it almost seems as if it's starting up a different main character. Um, which, I mean, when we get to it, but I think the girl that's being sent away is the one that I think is going to become the main protagonist. Vasher mm -hmm. might just be something that, like, somebody she sees or meets who maybe teaches her something or. Maybe, you know, at some point, like, he might be some... I feel like he's going to be somewhere along the lines, like, a, a mentor, maybe, or something mm -hmm. to that extent. What do you think, Darkness? Do you think he's going to come back? Yeah, for sure. There's there's so much work done into him in the, just the prologue. The, the, it has to come up again, mm -hmm. for sure. All right. Uh, is there any more thoughts about the prologue, or should we move on to Chapter 1? Um, Actually, I just... um thought about something mm -hmm. considering that um vasher had noticed that he gained um what is it that you gain at the second ascension perfect pitch uh perfect pitch you get at the second uh, yeah thing. Mm -hmm. uh there you go um i realized that even though you pass the heightening mm -hmm. that's what it's called right um even though you pass the heightening it's the the effects that you gain from it is definitely not permanent and can be reduced back to like nothingness yeah it, it is implied that he does not have uh the abilities from further heightenings that he may have had previously um you yeah. pretty much it sounds like the number of breaths you have at that time is what determines your heightening and so if you lose breaths it is implied Even yeah, the abilities can go could. away yeah they could go away based on uh what we know here especially since he loses his first heightening and grows dimmer when he uses mm -hmm. his awakening powers also um when he did use the sword and the 
colors deepened, I'm assuming the sword is sort of like a conduit or like um like a power booster as well. Mm. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty much my thoughts. All right. Any final thoughts, Mythic, or should we move on? I think we go on. All right. So chapter one, we're introduced to a new character, Siri. Uh, who is the fourth child of a king. We don't learn the king's name just yet. I believe it's uh, Dedalyn. Uh, we uh, talk a little bit about her family. She's got uh, Fafin, who is the third child and apparently has done the family duty of becoming a monk. Uh, we've got... And my favorite person in the group, Ian. <laughs> uh, we've got Ridger. Uh, who is the only son. He's set to inherit the throne, uh, second-born. And then we have the eldest, Vivenna, uh, who is betrothed to the to a god, uh, which we don't, I think, in this first chapter know that it's the god king, but we do find out later that it is she's uh, betrothed to the god king, uh, Palandron. Uh, Siri kind of talks about how she's considered redundant and can kind of do as she pleases, which I think she has some bad feelings towards, but also enjoys that she has a lot more freedom than her sisters uh they live in a small village and there's some other places briefly mentioned that we don't get really any other mention of which is zaka and hudras uh and then bivalis is also mentioned which i believe we learn later is what the town she's in is called bivalis i believe is the or no sorry i think that's the capital of idris sorry not the town they're in i don't know if it's the town they're in currently or not i think she considers it a different place so the the their palace is not in the capital, Bavalis. Uh, she also mentions Halandrin as a terrible place. Uh, and then also mentions series, uh, the town series in apparently keeps color out of everything to keep away Awakeners. They, they're very anti-Awakener. Uh, uh, we also get... Bavalis was the capital. Yeah, Bavalis, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's mentioned that Siri can control her hair color. Uh, she's got hair color uh, abilities... Uh, and it's currently a golden blonde for Joy, and Vivenna has the same ability, but can control it a lot better than her. Um, so, because I don't believe we get Good much description that. of much more of it later, besides just changing colors, what do you think of Ciri's magical hair? And is it related to breasts, or is it some different type of magic entirely? Go ahead, Darkness. Uh, personally, uh, this is a little hard because of what I've read ahead. But, exactly. Um, right. Have you read ahead? No, as in like the next chapter. No, as in oh. like the oh. next chapters. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, <laughs> um, I just, I figured it was like natural to, um, that sort of like part of the, what do you call it? Um, to like their the country whole, like, or to their type of people? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I, I don't think I asked like too many questions place. about it later, so we can talk about a little bit about the hair color changing later as well, right now, if you want. Yeah. I just, I figured it would be part of, like, that whole, like, aspect of the area. Mm -hmm. They uh, reside in, like, a normal sort of thing. Yeah. But we mm -hmm. do learn that it is just, uh, it sounds like the, just her and her their, sister, their or the royal line. family. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's their bloodline, because it's the dad, the sister... Yeah. Uh, and her so far that have been introduced that have this hair changing color. Yeah. And the dad, the dad seems to have a slight grasp upon it, but like, yeah, strands. Some strands seem to change. Uh, her sister seems to be able to hold at bay at you know pretty much at all times, and then she just doesn't seem to care 
Like, yeah, it, it just lets it go. It seems to be like um really like cool. controlling your emotions, almost like you, if you control your facial expressions, you can control your hair color. It's kind of like a, I think I would refer, kind of base it off that. Like, it's kind of like if it stays black, it's a poker, kind of like your poker face. Yeah, uh, but I think, I mean, even before I read on, I kind of, it's kind of gotten to the point that I, I already knew. It, like I had the feeling on what it is later, mm-hmm. uh, the what it kind of gets explained. It's not like exactly explained, but like kind of you get a hint on um, certain things is that uh, certain objects or things just seem to have this like innate ability to become like ch- like change, mm-hmm. like change their natures. Um, and like I think it's going to be a reoccur. I, I was thinking it's going to be a reoccurring thing over time where you're just going to see a bunch of different items or facial or not facial but like uh visual effects that seem to change that people either can control or don't control um and like i was like this is going to be a pretty like because it's been it gets explained not explained but it gets like mentioned quite a few times so i was like i feel like this is going to be something pretty major at Mm -hmm. some point yeah and so uh it's mentioned that uh series idrian which we learned that's what the, their country is, is Idris, um, and that their religion is called Oster. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that properly. <laughs> so far, you have. Yeah. Uh, and then also, they the religion is called Oster, and also the name of uh, their god, which is Wait, the god of oh, colors, is, yeah. is yeah. also named Oster. So it's both the name of the religion uh, and the name of in the, the god. In, in the uh, in the, the like when I was reading it to me, it was Ostre. Ostre, believe, but. Sure. I think it might be like yeah, like a French origin or something. But like it was yeah. Austin, I mean, I Austin. even changed. I even changed my Steam name to it. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, that is their what they consider the, their god, which is Oster. Uh, and then Siri goes back to the castle where she speaks to Mab, who is a kitchen mistress or kitchen stewardess. With the exact. Oh, I love her. She's so fucking. Awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so she she's reprimanded a bit by Mab. Um, but then we also learn more about Haladrin and Awakeners. Uh, they discuss them from their own point of view. Uh, Mab claims that Awakeners are devils sucking the souls out of children, strangling people with their own clothing, bringing men back from the grave and using their bodies for cheap labor, uh, and sacrificing women on unholy altars. Uh, it's also mentioned by Mab that Haladrin seems to have a lot more of everything, pretty much, compared to their country. Um, so yeah, what do you... Th- um, comparing that to what we learned about Awakeners in the prologue, what do you uh, think about Awakeners in this context? In, I mean, because that's what Vasher is, right? An yeah, Vasher is Awakeners. That's how he's explained. Yeah, like, um, so I was like, I mean, I when reading it in the chapter, in the first chapter, I was like, I mean, we just got to know Vasher, so I'm not really sure if I believe you. <laughs> like, I'm we also can't see much of Vasher. He could be an absolutely horrible person. He could. I mean, but he didn't seem like, I don't know, the way the way he coerced uh, R to give him the breath, he didn't seem like he was doing it out of a malicious thing. More of just like, it, it's either me or them kind of idea. Who would you rather have it? Mm-hmm. So he didn't seem terrible, but I mean, until you get to chapter three when my favorite person comes up you you don't really see the side other side of anybody else you know? mm-hmm. and so you're you're given like one side of a story and you just have to either believe it or not and right now i'm kind of holding out thinking that you know 
maybe they're the people that aren't as good, especially since they're trying to tell Siri not to use color when, I mean, it just seems like that's dulling life. Yeah. What do you think, uh, Darkness, what do you think about the two different kind um, of, like, versions we get of Awakeners? Well, when I first saw what she um, had said about Awakeners, I definitely didn't believe it at all. <laughs> I know I know there were definitely going to be, like, awful people, considering that it is magic and it can be used in any form. Mm -hmm. um, but to me, I feel like most of them couldn't be, like, gathered as one sort of stereotype. Um, definitely, like, some sort of propaganda for that country, considering that they really don't like Awakeners. Mm -hmm. Um... Yeah. That's pretty much it. Alright. I uh, was just exaggerated to that point. Yeah, you feel like they kind of just, like, demonize them, kind of. Yeah. So, I mean, as I said, it, it was mentioned that, like, they specifically keep colors out of their, apparently, towns yep. to keep away Awakeners. Like, they're they're all very, like, anti... It sounds like the whole country of Idris is very anti-Awakener. Um, so, yeah, so we then switch POVs from uh, series to Dedalyn, her father... Uh, who's basically contemplating with uh, General Yarda whether to send his oldest daughter, Vivenna, to her death, is how he describes it. Uh, they state that war is coming to Halandrin. Uh, oh, sorry, coming with Halandrin, apologies. Uh, and that Halandrin considers them rebels. Um, Far is briefly mentioned as a rebel leader. They do bring him up very briefly, mm -hmm. which uh, kind of just explains why he was probably in prison if he's a rebel leader. Um, it's also mentioned that, oh yeah, this is when it's introduced that the god Vivenna is to marry is the god king of Halandrin, uh, and that's because Halandrin needs to reintroduce the traditional bloodline into its monarchy, meaning that Halandrin and Idris were somehow connected in the past. Uh, it's also mentioned that Halandrin assassinated Dedalyn's father, apparently 20 years ago. Um, and then Yarda brings up that Halandrin's army has 40,000 lifeless, and that uh, he also briefly mentions other countries called Tedrail, and he also mentions the Many War, without much context. Um, and then it is brought up that a child of the God King is a stillborn monster and will become the next returned God. So what do you think of the God King and his uh, potential ch uh, child? Uh, do you think it would actually be a monster, or is this mostly just due to tensions between the two nations and their differing religions? Go ahead, Darkness. Um, I think for the most part there, it's just, like, slender. But um, there is definitely... It is, like, a child of God, so it's definitely not going to be nor normal in their view. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially with the way they're probably going to be raised, considering that it would oppose most of their, like, <laughs> strict um, view on Awakeners. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think... I think they would just exaggerate most stuff there. What do you think, Mythic? Uh, I mean, I kind of agree with Darkness. The only thing I, uh, the only thing I wrote in my notes for this man was that I think he's this. I, I don't like him. I just don't like him. You don't like uh, Adelaide? <laughs> I, I don't like him or his uh, advisor that he speaks to. Yarda, just, yeah. Yeah, they they don't seem they seem knowledgeable in certain aspects but naive to certain things too. Like, mm -hmm. 
he just is he even before you get to the near the end of this uh when he makes a decision that i think is the dumbest decision um even before that he just seems that it, this is his only this is the only way to do this that's it mm-hmm. you you can't we can't figure out any other way to stop impending war that's coming but no matter what we do it's going to come and i'm i'm like well that doesn't make sense to me because i get it he might be this guy might be you know all powerful with all these this army of uh whatever Lifeless. but like like when I, I don't I didn't say whatever because I didn't know yeah, no. lifeless. Okay. I was I'm saying whatever more of like whatever these things are. Yeah. As in I don't I mean, know yeah. if maybe it's just a title they're giving to like their army. Like I can call random people lifeless, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it is um, capitalized, so I believe it is um supposed to be specifically lifeless servants. They're just they yeah. shorten it to lifeless. So but yeah, we don't know really what lifeless servant means. We get very uh little information about what a lifeless servant could, could potentially be. But yeah, um, I just think he's naive, him and his, mm-hmm. his uh, advisor. Yeah, and then this is also when we next meet Vivenna, who is very calm, composed. She's like a very serious uh, person. Uh, she's basically ready to go to what she calls her fate, which is marrying the God King. Um, but Dedalyn decides he wants to send Ciri instead and he it's also very much implied that he prefers Vivenna to Ciri uh so what do you guys think of Dedalyn in general and what do you think of his choice to send Ciri instead of Vivenna he's gonna bite him in the ass yeah I think um I think that decision kind of messed them up like self-sabotage considering that Ciri already liked color to some point Mm -hmm. so I feel like in future chapters she's probably definitely gonna adjust better to life over there than in their in her original kingdom mm-hmm. um and i feel like vivana would have been like ugh, like sort of against all of it opposing all of it all the time most likely would have been used against them mm. mm-hmm. all right any any last thoughts on this chapter or should we move well, on to chapter two? I think she's going to hold a grudge, but that's just me. Uh, who, Siri or Vivenna? Siri. I think, well, no, I think I think Vivenna's going to do something. I mean, we haven't gotten to a point where we, I know this oh, for, at yeah. all yet. But I think Vivenna's going to go and, like, attempt to save her sister. Well, that's, um, we'll get into that, I think, at the end yeah. of this chapter. Well, we'll get into that after. Well, I mean, <laughs> at the end of this chapter, I believe, is the where she's already going, right? Uh, next chapter is when Siri's heading off to um, Calandra. This chapter is the, the it end, it ends up with uh Vivenna um like realizing that she is the one redundant now right? Uh, I believe that is. No, that's the second chapter. Yeah, that's okay. next chapter. Yeah. Yeah, that's oh, all next yeah. chapter. We get yeah, we get Vivenna's point of view. Where we get view. to that point. Yeah, the yeah, chapter ends with Vivenna's point, point of view. I was gonna say. Okay, yeah. so we'll wait till next chapter. All right, so the next chapter starts uh two days after chapter one, and Siri is already in a carriage on her way to Halandrin. Uh, it's mentioned she has uh, what she considers a large entourage of 20 honor guards, a steward, and several serving boys. Uh, it's also mentioned here that the God King has never taken a living breath, which uh, we can refer back to how they did say that he was going to have a stillborn monster as a baby. Um, and also living breath specifically is not capitalized, so they just mean that he's never actually breathed and not the magical breath is what that's implying by not capitalizing mm-hmm. breath. Uh, and also she's extremely scared um so yeah it's 
mentioned. Pre uh, I didn't see that. Uh, Her what do you hair think going the white. <laughs> yes. What do you think uh, the God King is, considering he was also a stillborn and is somehow returned? What does this mean of returned? Uh, try to discuss thoughts from before reading chapter three, <laughs> from like well, yeah. not thinking so, of chapter three. I mean, even I think even with chapter three, my my thoughts kind of stay the same. But um, mm -hmm. at the moment, at least, uh, I think I think he's gonna be well. Honestly, before you read, like before you just said that, I didn't even have this. I didn't really have this thought um, until just now when you just said from the chap from this chapter mm -hmm. uh, that I think maybe it's a line of like they're constantly becoming like a, a new stillborn child and that becomes the king and then they do it again and again and again and that's why the king just never seems to die but like I don't know, it seems like it could be a conspiracy mm, you think it's potentially just like i think it's a lie. lie by the by the government in holandron yep, i think it's a lie i think mm -hmm. i think they want them to seem more powerful than they actually are um so the best way to do it would be to say okay well this magical thing that we use all the time called breath they've never taken an actual real like a human breath before so you know they somehow make that that makes them seem more uh, powerful and so they just tell that uh quite a lot and honestly that kind of gets to me at least now even just thinking about it that gets ironed out a little more in next chapter too but mm -hmm. but yeah at least that's my thoughts what do you think, Darkness? What do you think of the God King? Um, I didn't really think too much about the fact that the stillborn child would work in that way. Mm -hmm. But, um, uh, from what like you just obviously discussed, um, I pretty much agree with um that whole thought process that, um. A new um god king is it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. A new god king is born in that in that manner, but I don't I don't really think it's a like exaggeration or a lie. Mm. Like I think it's generally that process. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we then switch to Vivenna's POV. Uh, Vivenna does not seem to think Siri is going to do a good job in Holandron. Uh. It's mentioned their father mentions that his choice was for the good of Idris and not him choosing a favorite daughter. Uh, yeah. It's also mentioned that the war seems inevitable. Uh, at least that's the, the feeling that Vivenna has gotten from her father and his general. Uh, she he makes that in chapter one, too. Yeah. Pretty sure he says out, like, Yeah, I think he says outwardly. to Yarda. Yeah, even if we do give either daughter, even if we do give my daughter, it doesn't stop the war, it just postpones it nine months. Yeah, it, it just postpones it till a new god king is born. Mm -hmm. They don't know what will happen to whichever daughter is sent to Halandrin. Um, she also, she then leaves and contemplates her purpose, and this is when she kind of, like, has that kind of parallel moment with Siri, where Siri before felt like she had absolutely no purpose and she was redundant, and now Vivenna feels like now that Siri's taken her place, she's like, what was my whole life for my whole life was for this purpose and i feel useless and redundant now that i'm not going to be the god king's uh bride and the mother of the future god king um and i'm also just curious if you do you guys believe that their father chose siri purely for political reasons no uh or do you believe he is just choosing a favorite daughter i think he's just taking the troublesome daughter and shipping her off which is idiotic 
and it's going to bite him in the ass. <laughs> what do you think, Darkness? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, <laughs> definitely shows more respect towards Vivi- Vivenna. Is Vivenna. It- Vivenna. Yeah. yeah, definitely shows more respect towards Vivenna because of he- her capabilities of like controlling her emotions. But Yeah, I believe it's yeah. mentioned that it's, he seems to want to keep her because he thinks it's better for Idris to have uh, someone like Vivenna in their in like with them uh over her being sent off and who knows what happening to her after she gives birth which doesn't make sense because later on when vivenna is talking about the fact that if she was in the court she could stop the war and i was yeah, like she that's that the she part has, like, that i'm political... talking about you he, yeah, yeah he, the dad thinks dad seems so naive in these thoughts that like you molded your daughter to become pretty much the perfect little spy and then you just don't care now and you're going to send somebody who absolutely has no like training whatsoever like yeah so he seems kind of resigned to the from based what we can see from his point of view and vivenna's and such it seems like he's pretty much resigned to like this war is coming no matter what and what are we going to do in the meantime (laughs) it's sort of like trading a chosen horse for like a a sacrifice Mm. yeah pretty much I mean, I don't think he saw it that way, though. He just saw his favorite daughter and was like, I'll send the one that's troublesome, that's (laughs) giving me trouble. I'll send her off. I also didn't write this down, but um, we get no mention of the wife, Dedalyn's wife. Like, do you guys have any thoughts about that? Do you think she's dead? Do you think she's left? Like, what do you think happened potentially with uh, Uh, the mom? Can we use knowledge from chapter three or no? <laughs> Was there something in chapter three about well, that? No, 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 no. But like, I mean, I could say something that I think that it's something that. Oh, you think she might be refers... returned? I, I, I think she's either a part of the gods in uh, Halendron, or she is. I don't know how to exactly say it without spoiling to it. But uh, or she was food for the gods at one point. Mm. At one point, and she became sullen and like you know almost want to say colorless because that's mm. kind of what they do in uh idris where mm-hmm. they're just they they seem to uh reject all color like you know vibrant color and maybe that i i'm thinking maybe it was because she uh was food for the gods at one point and became colorless to an extent where she she's just dull and so everything around her needs to be dull so that you know keep her spirits in the same, I guess. Uh, but I, I mean, I'm I'm leaning a lot more towards the god part of it, where it, like she got turned at one point. Mm. Okay. Um. So is this a chapter where they mention about uh, Dedalyn's father? Yes, it is mentioned that Dedalyn's father was mm-hmm. killed yeah. twenty years ago, uh, I believe, by the Halandrans. They they slaughtered his father. Okay. Um. Considering that happened, um. I do think that wasn't the only reason, and that definitely something happened to his wife as well. Hmm. We do know that that um, series less than like younger than twenty, so something wouldn't have happened mm-hmm. at that exact same time to the mom. Yeah, but um, I don't know if negotiations towards the treaty hmm. would have taken like too like would have taken that fast, considering yeah. that <laughs> stuff did happen. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Nevada, I believe, was 22 
Like yeah. that was when she was supposed to be sent off when she was 22. Yeah, on her 22nd birthday, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, because I remember, I have it written down. I remember him saying something to the extent of uh, a terrible choice for a father to make. The treaty is specific. I must send Halendrin, my daughter, when v- Vivian uh, reaches her 22nd birthday. But it doesn't mm-hmm. actually say which daughter I am required to send. Yeah, and that's and the part that I was like, you're looking for a loophole. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm like, you're looking for a loophole in a, a contract with what you assume to be godly creatures. You're, in my opinion, you're just angering them. And then later, I believe, he, it was either later or before, he says something about, um, <clears throat> if I send, uh, if I don't send a daughter, they'll attack immediately. If I send uh, the wrong one, they'll be angered, but they won't attack for nine months or whatever for my yeah, for until child she... to be born. Yeah. Is this, is this also um, where they discuss the strategies for the war? Like um... the getting ready to, you know. I'm not sure. There's a little bit of war talk in Chapter 3 from the new character's perspective. Um, yeah. But there's also a little bit in Dedalyn's and Vivenna's point of view, so I'm not 100% yeah. sure. I was thinking about the, like, stalling until, like, the new season. Oh, yeah, I think they do mention, yeah, that, like, um, it, it's better to wait until winter because they're up yeah. in the oh, mountains. Yeah, yeah, they're basically up that. in the mountains and Haladrin's yeah. down in the, I believe they call it the valleys or whatever. I also find that aspect interesting considering that there would be less colors to interact with regardless of where they are. Mm. If it does, like, you know. Yeah, but they can always bring colored stuff too. Haladrin. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that is uh, series. Uh, we switch back then to uh, series point of view here, where she's basically yelling out her frustrations at a random guard Red um, hair. who's riding next to a carriage. She's just kind of like, not even really expecting a response. She's just kind of like very frustrated. Um, she also kind of just mentions the differences between the scenery, such as Idris is up in the mountains and cold, while Haladrin's seems apparently more like a lot more tropical and warm. And she contemplates, uh, she also contemplates how she kind of wants to send all the men who came with her back to Idris when she's arrived, because she's like, I'm not the only one being sent to the strange land. Their families are all, all probably still worried about them too. So once I'm safely escorted, I should send them back. Um, so yeah, what do you, what do you think is going to happen to those men? That are sent with uh, Siri to Haladrin. Do you think they'll be allowed to just leave? Do you think they're gonna insist on saying for- be forced to stay with her? What do you think is gonna happen with that? I mean, I don't think they're gonna make it very far into the gate before they get murdered. But yeah, I was <laughs> thinking more of like slaughter. But... You think they're just gonna yeah, get like, slaughtered straight up? Well, here's the thing, right? Because like I said, I play D and D, so I think of things like this as a DM. Um, like it would be very impactful on her, like impressionable to her, if you. Right in front of her, just slaughter all 20 guards. And you just say, okay, they're all dead now. You have no way to go. You have nowhere to go. You must mm. stay here. You know, almost like uh, showing your hand. You're showing how forceful you're going to be. I, I think see. that would be, it would pretty much kind of almost impact her in that way. Um, yeah. And I think that's, that'd be a great standing point of like making her the protagonist that I want her to be. Um, <laughs> and then, we get to chapter three, and I get to the point where I get to see yeah, who I can only yet. imagine is adorable. <laughs> we're not there just <laughs> yet. I, I want to be her love interest. We got we got one more we got one more point of view yeah, in chapter two. Back to Vivenna. Oh uh, yeah, back to Vivenna when she's talking to her Baffin. 
Yeah, so yeah. we switch back to Vivenna and also Fafin. Uh, it's mentioned how they kind of explain more about Fafin is role because they had mentioned previously she's done the family duty of becoming a monk and it's mentioned how every noble or rich family must have one child join the monasteries and from the little bit of information we get about what Fafin does it sounds like monasteries aren't kind of like as much like in our world where they were kind of like sequestered up somewhere it sounds like she basically helps people around the town mm-hmm. doing things for them um and she's also i believe has a completely shaped head i think is also mentioned somewhere that she's like curvaceous she's uh in between in personality to Vivenna and Siri, but also very curvaceous apparently and gets a lot of attention. <laughs> um, and it's also mentioned um, that it's against the five visions to be selfish, even with one's own blood. Um, I mean, we get a little bit of implication of what they are, but what do you guys think the five visions are? I mean, I would assume it's the monastery and like the, the head of them at some point, uh, like their uh, their creeds and their um, what they live by, that's what I was trying to think of. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the Bible yeah. for us, uh, for Christians. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Darkness? Any different thoughts? Yeah, I um, I agree um, with that. Um, considering it does come from a religious aspect, you know, mm-hmm. it just enforces, it enforces the fact that it is... Um, like rules that you're supposed to go by, like sort of like the, the sins, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Or almost, I think there's also like virtue, so it's almost like not being selfish mm-hmm. is like potentially a virtue, or yeah, being selfish is a sin, kind of thing. Yeah, it's, it's definitely religion related. Um, it seems that there are. I also very... have something to note on the fact that uh, she Fafin seems to not care as much about like. Her outward outward appearance mm-hmm. um, when she's picking when they're picking the berries and it specifically states that Baffin has no gloves and gets the berry juice on her hands, but Vivenna is wearing gloves so that she cannot. Yeah, specifically um, because of the color was like, of the berry staining yeah, the fingers. But I thought that was I thought that was a nice little thing to note the fact that she doesn't seem to care enough about getting color on her while Vivenna does. Mm-hmm. And then we also don't know if Fafin has uh, the same royal hair or not, because her head is completely shaved, so we don't know if everyone in the... It seems to be implied everyone in the family has it, uh, but we only see uh, Ciri, Vivenna, and their father with it. Uh, So far. Um, I also like that she calls... The Fafin calls the king a lifeless monster. Yeah. I mean, it seems to be kind of built into their... Like, I... like. You You also believe get his name. Yeah, I was gonna go into that after. Um, what is, what do you think of Fafin? Darkness Mythics kind of said what he thinks of Fafin, but what do you think of Fafin? Um, I really didn't put much thought into Fafin, but mm-hmm. um, I just thought that she wasn't more of like a scapegoat, but like a willing like person to take, like a strong person because she was willing to take on that role of like, um monk is it mm-hmm. for um her family since it is said that it was said that it was discussed that um every royal family right or like every every like it was um, every noble or rich family, family. So yeah. pretty much anyone with had money to, or status yeah i had to at least um have one person mm-hmm. in yeah yeah it's considered uh yeah it's, as they said it was it's a self selfless 
thing to do because you can't be selfish even with your own family. Yeah. Uh, so you have to I have that, I have give that to the, the church. Hmm? Hey, I have that in quotes. Every normal yeah. or fa rich family was traditionally obligated to provide one person to the monastery. It was against the five visions to be selfish, even with one's own will. Yeah, exactly. Um, but Fafin yeah. does seem to, from what we can, the little small section we see of her, she does seem to enjoy what she does. And she, I think, willingly, I think as was said earlier, became a monk. She seems like she enjoys being the one in the family to do that. Um, and yeah, then after, uh, during this little point of view, we also learned the god's king's name is Susabron. Uh, and we Which is also... exactly how it said in the thing. Yeah, Susabron. Uh, and we learned that the Vivenna uh, may inherit the throne now that Ciri's the one who left instead of her brother Ridger, uh, which does indicate that uh, male or female can leave the country, which wasn't... Previously, they said, well, Ridger gets the throne, so you could have assumed mm -hmm. that it had to be male, because they have a king yeah. currently, and then Ridger gets the throne as the only son. But apparently... The only reason Vivenna was not going to inherit the throne, it seems, is because she was promised to the god king. Mm -hmm. um, and then Vivenna... it's also it's also noticed that uh, Vivenna says once again. I'm pretty sure she said it once before. She says it again in this one. Uh, but it is not my. If it is, but it was my place to go and marry him. That is who I am, Fafin. Mm -hmm. Without it, I am nothing. Yeah, because basically, she's. I think she was. I mean, they say that, that it was 20 years ago that everything was created. So she was two years old when it was decided she was going to be married to the God King in the future. So she's her whole life just been like, this is what you're going to do with your life. This is why you need to learn these certain lessons. You need to be this and you need to be that. And her whole life has revolved around, I am yeah. going to be the bride of the God King and I am going to give birth to the next God King. And yet now she, she literally, that's all she ever learned. She doesn't know anything else really besides what she needed to know to live in Haladrin and be the God King's bride. Um, and then also the very last uh, part of that chapter, it says, Vivenna decides to form a plan about what to do next. So what do you guys think Vivenna is planning on doing? <laughs> Save her sister. Uh, I was thinking more of the lines of revenge, <laughs> considering that um, that sort of, how do I say it? Molding at a, at like molding someone at a su such a young age is definitely gonna have some sort of like psychological impact, just to like just to like the purpose to be like ripped away. Is mm -hmm. yeah, it's gonna affect how she views people around her, and the uh, the fact that it was her own sister taking that opportunity um, might impact their relationship severely. So you think she's gonna kind of resent Siri potentially? Yeah, like a lot. <laughs> Yeah, so so you think that she's she wants to? Sorry, who, who do you think she's gonna get, want to get revenge on? I'm just, I'm not entirely sure, but she's definitely gonna want revenge on someone. <laughs> but but we're gonna, we we can come to a consensus that me and you don't have the exact same thought pattern here, right? That yeah, I think she's gonna go save Siri, and you might think that she's resenting Siri or the uh, what Siri got that she didn't, and so yeah. like. Maybe she won't be going there as much to save her sister. But I mean, I guess we'll have to see. Yeah, so, I feel so like Mythic if, seems to think that she... she's more going out of like a worry for her sister. And Darkness, you seem to think more that she's going because like she's like, this was my job. Yeah. Because, I don't like that it was taken um, from me. <laughs> when she first found out, it definitely impacted her because she almost lost her cool. Mm -hmm. You can tell because of the way her, you know. Her hair. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, not only that, but um, she if she doesn't resent Siri or, like, 
that whole aspect of not being able to go, she's probably going to be able to resent her father at some point. Because he made the choice, ultimately. Mm-hmm. He should be resented. He's an idiot. <laughs> I think it's very against uh, Dedalyn. Don't like him. He's <laughs> a great father. Well, okay. When they Before, when they made the comment with... What was his name? The, his second Yarda? commander? General yeah. Yarda. When yeah, Yarda made, or they made the comment about Yarda willingly would kill one of his own soldiers to win a war or to win something. And I was like, huh, that doesn't seem like a leader to me. You think it's like too yeah. too sacrificing, not like yep. thought out enough, not strategic enough. Yep. It doesn't seem like a good general to me. Mm-hmm. You see, there's no point if in really like... Um, sacrificing so many things if you're gonna end up like with nothing at the end so exactly mm-hmm. i mean i think a good leader would sacrifice themselves before they sacrifice their uh underlings so. Mm. yeah so chapter three uh starts off I, I really like the way it starts off light song didn't remember dying i love light song <laughs> so we meet light song who's another uh character uh-huh. he is told that his death was inspiring, noble, grand, and heroic. Uh, (laughs) We learn that one returns only if they died in a way that exemplifies the great virtues of human existence, and that each returned is a god and exemplifies something specific to the way they died. Uh, Light Sonic is told that his death was extremely brave, but he does not remember it or any of his life from before he died, which was five years ago. Uh, So we meet a returned, a returned uh, god, apparently, but not the god king. Uh, named Light Song, and so just right here, uh, do you think Light Song has been told the truth of how he died? No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> you guys both just like absolutely. Not. No, you see, this is where this whole process triggers me a little because thank you. The, the thought of not knowing what happened before your death or anything relating to it would aggravate me and just like give me so much anxiety personally yeah, like preach, he completely... darkness daddy preach <laughs> you don't know if he's a completely because... different person he could have been a completely different person yep. like, like how much of your personality is your memories yep. and how you grew up versus just your like nature versus nurture kind of thing like is this technically almost like a different person inhabiting this person's body after they died yeah and you could also have been like leaving people behind that really needed you so yeah like the fact that later he thinks about a possible wife and i was like i like this man yep i, I mean i like this man from the moment that he met his his uh the priest that comes in and calls him High priest oh, <laughs> like, well, your name is now scoot and this man just yeah. said all right whatever you're a god we'll, i gotta we'll do about, it we'll talk about scoot later uh <laughs> god, yeah so you guys so you guys do not think that he died in an extremely brave way that uh is no. inspiring noble grand and heroic <laughs> you don't think he like risked his life to save a baby or something. No, I think it was the reverse. Oh. He killed okay. the baby? <laughs> no, I think I think he uh selfishly chose to try to live and then ended up dying. Mm. Uh so Light Song tells Wait. us Oh, go ahead. If uh in on that thought process that Mythic just said, um the monastery that they have in the other country, right? Yeah, and it um the what is it the five um five uh visions yes what if that's like there to prevent stuff like this happening mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. my thought process right now 
All right. Well, all right. So going on, uh, Light Song tells us that there are around two dozen uh, deities in the court of gods. So there's about two dozen of these returned gods who have no memories of their previous selves. We don't know how long they've been there for. Uh, and the god king rules over the court of gods. So it's kind of like a hierarchy. It's the god king, Susabron, and then all the court of gods. And then we know that there's no lords or ladies. So it's pretty much just the gods and their priests. And then everyone is equally below them. Pretty much. Um, we also learn that he has his own palace. Uh, so every uh, he at least has his own palace. So we can assume that every uh, god has their own palace. And he has thousands of breasts, uh, but he cannot use awakener powers. And if he gives any of his breasts away, he will die. So unlike awakeners who can use their breasts, or I guess potentially give them away uh, and not die, he will die if his breasts are gone. It basically seems to sustain his life. Um, so yeah, do you, do you have any idea on why the powers of Returned are different from Awakeners? What are your theories on that? I think, as I said before, that they are something, somebody gave breath to an, a corpse, an object, whatever, gave them a, a, an amount of breaths to bring them back or to bring them to life, and that much as if, in my opinion, any of those objects were to sentiently say, hey, I'm going to give my breath, they would have to give all of the breath back to the person that gave it to them. Mm. Kind of idea. Like collectors? Well, kind of. I think, so, uh, going back to the prologue with uh, Vasher, when he took the breath back from his straw creature, the straw creature, mm -hmm. uh, it took all of it back into him, and then the creature was once again the dead. straw, yeah. And so, in the same aspect, I feel like Either it's the God King or it's somebody else uh, that has, you know, a, an amount of breaths and they give those breaths to these awakened or the, you know, the not awakeners, but the the gods. Um, and then they become, you know, gods. They become the people who are like above everybody. Um, and then we haven't gotten there yet, but. I, I do like the thing that they have to do to continue to remain alive. That yeah, was to remain alive. Yeah, that's really interesting to me. What about you, Darkness? I am not. I have like no idea what I like. What could they be in general? Hmm? Like, I have no idea what they could be in general. But I do know that it is like more costly to be a a. a Returned. Is what is it? Huh? Returned. A returned. Return. Yeah, a return. There you go. It is more costly to be a return than just a freshly awakened person. An awakener. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh so yeah. Uh so then we meet Larimar, which is Light Song's head priest and who Light Song quickly <laughs> nicknames Scoot. Even though they have known each other for five years apparently, but he, he decided after five years he's gonna nickname him Scoot. Uh, he's dressed in robes, uh, which is the same color as the room Light Song is in, which is red and gold, which seem to be the colors that represent him as a god. He's, I guess, a Gryffindor. He's a brave, <laughs> brave Light Song. <laughs> Gryffindor real, real colors. Quick, real quick, Midnight, uh, because yep. I don't know if this, I think this came before. It also explains that uh, he has like an innate ability that around him. I believe this is when, before the breath tells you about him having thousands of breaths, but uh, where like, all of the color that's around him, just when he enters a room, just becomes brighter and is like stronger. Yeah. So it, it um, does mention that a bit it, with Basher. Call it, it his biochroma. Yeah. Yeah. His biochromatic aura, which I believe is 
briefly mentioned with Vasher as well, which uh, basically um, it, based on what we've seen with Vasher is when he has a few breasts, uh, there's barely any change in the, the colors around him based on his aura. But when he gets more breasts from Var, uh, things are even, like he gets more. So it seems to be that the more breasts you have, the more your aura changes colors around you and the bigger this biochromatic aura is. Yeah, that's, because I thought it was pretty neat though. Like mm-hmm. you know, when later in the thing when he's doing things that it gets really cool. It gives a lot of details, and I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, it also gives away who has large supplies of breath, right. uh, which is very interesting. Yeah. Um, all right, but yeah, so uh, yeah, Gryffindor <laughs> red and gold for Light Song the Brave, <laughs> which I. Th- Kind of, I actually only just picked that up just now. I was <laughs> while we were doing this, um, but yeah. So they, they, ha- he represents that. Um, Lalamar uh, then has Light Song describe his dreams from the night before, where he talks about how his dream is uh, walking along a beach of brown sand with a red boat uh, leaving without him into the water, and that the ocean also seems to be red just like the boat. Uh, so what do you think of Light Song's dream? Do you think it means anything? Do you think it doesn't mean anything? Um, I personally, when I first um, read that, thought that it was definitely some sort of like prophetic or like seeing or like, you know, visions um, because of how much they were pushing to write down the dream, no matter how minimal he thinks it is. Like how... Yeah, Lalamar and the priest definitely seem to think that the, he has prophetic dreams and they're very intent yeah. on writing those down. But yeah, I'm just wondering if you think they're prophetic or do you think that's just a superstition I or like a thought they, because they're gods? Yeah, they are, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. There's no way that much magic is going to reside in someone not going to have extraordinary like side effects. Mm. So I have a slightly different thought. Okay. I think he was... I thought, I thought when I originally read it, I thought he was BSing about <laughs> his dream. I thought he was just giving uh, Scoot I'm going to call this man Scoot. Uh, I thought he was just giving Scoot something he wanted to hear until later in the thing. Then it kind of makes more sense of it being, I guess, prophetic. Um, I also wrote down uh, that his what he said was the sound was brown, of course. The trees were green. And for some reason, I think the ocean water was red like the ship. And I was like, that that just right there tells seemed to tell me that it was like he was he didn't really like dream this or he was just making it up um but then later when you find uh, he later kind of shows differently but yeah and we do find out a little bit about his personality where he does seem to take some of his duties seriously even if he doesn't think the whole thing's that interesting he's like okay i'll, I'll he doesn't be believe in his own religion yes i, I was gonna mention that later is he does not oh believe my in his god own <laughs> he's just like yeah, you say I'm a god, but like, eh, I don't have prophetic dreams. I don't have anything special. I just, I'm for some reason ageless and returned, but I'm not actually like that, like magical and, then, and special otherwise. <laughs> I'm pretty sure later he also, because the once again going on the BS line, of uh, he says something like, "Yeah, you were there too, Scoot. You were doing a dance yeah. or something," and I was mm-hmm. like, "The this man is just yeah, like, he just and he wrote it, it down after." And then he's yeah, like, he's... and then realizes that he's like, oh, you're being yeah. stupid. Scoot at first is like, I was? <laughs> oh, God. I, uh, Scoot and him are just so great together. Um, 
now that we did discuss the dreams, I'm kind of thinking, what if it was, like, memories, you know? Mm, you think maybe instead of it being, like, a prophecy for the future, it could be, like, an, a memory of yeah, like, what he's having. Would make sense. Conscious, would make sense memory, for later, too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, actually, my next sentence was, it is mentioned Lightstone does not believe in his own religion. <laughs> uh, that was apparently my next slide written down. Oh, no. Why, though? Like, man, I'm a god and I don't even believe in myself. Honestly, I, really I feel like, like I would feel the same though. if I was in his position. Midnight, you are a god. Shush. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so they, they leave Lightsung's room, uh, and it's also mentioned that apparently his whole palace is rooms connected to rooms. Hallways are only for servants. Uh, priests and gods apparently do not ever walk in hallways. It's not a thing. They just have rooms that connect to rooms, and that the hallways That's... are kind of running along the outside of the building. But yeah, only for servants. Absolutely no one else uses them. Um, and then, yeah. Tell me you wouldn't like that darkness. <laughs> Tell me. I, I actually <laughs> want to see how the, like, the architecture, like the structures, look in mm, that like, like a floor plan form. Yeah, like I'm trying to picture it, be, it and it's so it wouldn't difficult. Be terrible. It, it wouldn't be terrible. Um, have you ever seen like it's like a uh, Sims hotel house rooms? Where you just don't yeah, go oh, hallways. Well. Yeah, <laughs> that's better. Yeah, that's what yeah, I but, imagine. It's but, just like I never make hallways in I, Sims houses. I, I think about it like you know, like the hamster tubes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's how I think about it. I almost just think it also is like a hamster tube. I also almost yeah, think of like as an apartment buildings, like a lot of times with like small apartments, like everything just connects to the living room. You don't really have a hallway because you're yeah. you don't want to waste square footage on a hallway. So just everything that like, connects to the main room. <laughs> so I exactly that's kind of what I, that's kind of what I was thinking too. That like it's just you have one hallway and then they just put a bunch of rooms on the sides of it. But like <laughs> then but they talked about this being a temple though. It's a palace, yeah. So it is quite a large. A palace, so oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So it is, um, I guess you could also consider a temple. It's the home of a god, technically. Um, but yeah, they do, um, yeah, it does sound like it's, it's probably very large, but it's just, yeah, room, and then room, and then room. So probably more, instead of, like, hallways, I guess you would have, like, sitting rooms in between, maybe? <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so that, that, that was an interesting thing I just found. Uh, and then they enter uh, a room in the center of the palace, apparently, which is decorated by the true colors. So it's not just red and gold. It has the true colors, uh, which apparently only, pe I believe it's mentioned that only people with, like, the being able to see perfect hues can tell what a true color is. Yeah, he, he says later that he could tell if a red is exact red or if there was any white included yeah. into it. Which is one of the heightenings. I don't remember. I think it might be the third. I don't remember third. if they mention, yeah. Yeah, it's um, third. I, yeah. I wrote that down. <laughs> yeah, so they it's the third heightening where second is perfect pitch, third is perfect uh, hues. You can see the perfect... Color, yeah. Yeah, you can see perfect colors. Um, and yeah, in, in this uh, room in the center of the palace, there is a child, uh, a young girl, uh... who gives her breath... She <laughs> gives her breath to Light Song. Uh, it's explained that returned need a new breath every week to stay alive. And that some returned do not become gods as they live too far away and don't get breaths within the first week. And so they die again. Uh, it's also explained that all returned get dreams that are considered visions and used for divinations of the future. Uh, and we're also told that people without breath are called, uh, they have a few names, they're called drabbed or dull or faded one. Uh, I think it's also mentioned that he he's very upset that they always seem to bring him children. As but I'm, I'm wondering though, if that is intentional, 
Yeah. So I was going to ask partially about children that. is the reasoning. So what do you think about return having to take breath oaths a week? And also, why do you think they always bring children? Well, I think they bring children because something about probably about purity, but and, uh, other than that, light song, you could take my breath anytime. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> um, personally, personally, I didn't um, look into the fact that it was a child too much. I did notice that, obviously, he didn't like that it was a child. Yeah, I think he makes a very that... passing comment that he's like, why is it always children? Yeah, and um, that, yeah, that it's always children. Um, I was more into the fact that if they didn't get breaths like that, they would die mm-hmm. off. So obviously there's not um too much of a sense of immortality in the god you know, aspect. Yeah. I don't remember if it was um, here or later, but I believe um I've just lost my thought completely. <laughs> um I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, it's mentioned that they are ageless, I believe, at some point in yes, Light Zone's chapter. Yeah. So they, they basically, they don't age. I don't believe they need to eat. Um, nope. Yeah, he says something about it. Yeah. It's just uh, So basically, uh, they, they don't need to do, like, human things. Um, but it seems the breasts, yeah, the breasts seem to sustain them. But they seem to almost, like, you, like, it seems like they contain them, but they also use up some of that power within a week's time. Because you'll die within it, a week. It does make sense that um, if they are dead, for them to need well breaths right. because mm-hmm. you know, they need to, also, to live. <laughs> a question I didn't think to ask about was like he says he holholds thousands of breaths, and that's why his he's at certain heightenings and he can make the colors like really why, like his aura is huge. But so why can't he use it? <laughs> he, uh, it says return to not use their breath. They can't awaken yeah. things. But like it said that he has thousands, but like he's obviously using part of it to stay alive because he'll die within a week. But he still has thousands, so he's not using it up completely. So what do you think yeah. that means? Like in regards to the fact that he somehow has the breath still because it's accumulating, but also he's using it up somehow, part of it. I mean, I, I still goes back to the whole thing I thought about uh, immuning your or muting your breath into objects. So I feel like somebody immune breath into him and then over time, like, I don't, cause he doesn't explain to the, uh, with Vasher didn't explain how long an object can retain breath. So like, yeah, cause he pretty much that, yeah. sent it, yeah, he sent it out, it came back and then he took it from it. Like almost like in that span. Yeah, we don't know if there's so, a time limit or not. I mean, I do remember Vasher also put his breath into something else, uh, cloak, cloak or something. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I don't remember anything saying that he took it from that, so. But we also don't, he, we only see him for probably, who knows how long he's in there, like half an hour. Yeah, we don't know exactly if he takes it off, like off page <laughs> later. Exactly. Hmm. Um, I, so do, yeah. I, I do remember, I have it quoted of him saying, uh, most people say they can't even tell their breath is gone. She'll live a full, full life, happy her family will be well paid for her sacrifice. I bolded that part. Her yeah. family will be well paid. I'm wondering, is, is it another? Is it a deal? A lot like the contract that was written with Idris. That, yeah. So it seems uh, like they pay these the families. families are supposed to sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. So it seems like they pay the families for the breath I, of their children. Um, we don't know if that means they're necessarily poor or if people. I mean, everyone kind of just wants money generally. So. I was thinking more of the like that. It was more of like the monastery you think it might be people very religious yeah. people 
that send their children? Yeah. Yeah, I Possibly. feel like if, if, if you feel like you worship that person, then you're obviously going to send somebody from your own family to prove that point, you know? Mm. Okay. Like, it might almost be uh, an honor to have your child yeah. Yeah. to this I don't, God. I don't think it's, it's like, it's like, um, oh, if you send someone, I'm definitely going to have to, like, reward you for it. I feel like he's doing that because he feels, like, slightly bad taking mm. Oh, so that. do you think Light Song's, like, oh, maybe not every person who gives breath to a god does get rewarded? Or do you think it's just like yeah. something Light Song does? Yeah, I think it's just something he does. Okay. Possibly. Uh, what was it? Oh, I don't think we know any I mean... of the other gods yet, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Coming from... Because I also, like I said before, I listen, I read it as I listen to it, mm-hmm. um, and I remember distinctly that because they, the person that's on the audible thing does like voice kind of, they slightly shift their voice, um, and it makes me believe that they probably read the whole book before, um, but uh, when they said the the child's line of my life to yours, my breath becomes yours, mm-hmm. they were much more like with when they did it with Var, uh, Var, it was a lot more like you know, direct and with hers, they even like they put that shaky voice in there and it almost seemed as if like she didn't want to do it. She was not forced because you can't be forced apparently, but like kind of coerced heavily of this is your honor to do this. And then, you know, she didn't really want to do it, but she did it anyways. I mean, it's also yeah. So either she's coerced or so she might not fully understand what it means. We don't know (laughs) how young is young. Like she could have been like, a four or five year old just is scared in a new place without her parents. I mean, yeah. I mean, she has to be somewhat small because they, I remember them making a comment about uh, Light Song's large hands. Well, he also does mention, I believe, that he's quite a bit larger even than uh, Larimar. But, yeah. He towers over him. He's a foot tall. It says he's a foot taller than Scoot. Yeah. They did have to accommodate for him. Yeah. Yeah. So he's just apparently the... quite gigantic. <laughs> he's like fucking seven feet tall or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so he's apparently just also just quite tall, which, yeah, I guess if they had to accommodate for him, uh, it might not be just a return thing. It might just be him before as a person was just a very tall person. That means if you became a god, you'd be almost normal height. Wow. I mean, that's that's only if they get bigger when they become a god. (laughs) Yeah, I was was trying to say they don't become bigger. Yeah, if they stay the same, she'd probably be the shortest god. Thank thank you, guys. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, but I yeah. mean, she's only like what four foot two. I am four eleven. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so then uh, lights on next. After getting his weekly breath, uh, he goes into a new room where he is assessing paintings and uh, I think also there's poetry, just works of art. Uh, yes. uh, apparently, his interpretations of paintings either good give can good give sorry can give good or ill fortunes to people uh about what they think they want uh brave things they want bravery on because that's why they would send to him versus another god because he is bravery uh and so yeah it's it's good to get a blessing on these art pieces from a god uh this is when we learned the third heightening gives you the ability to see perfect hues or co- of color uh we also learned that the returned are of the fifth heightening so all returned are fifth heightening i don't believe we get told what fourth or fifth heightenings do for you uh, but that is what they are. Um, and then after, so he looks at the art, uh, and after the offerings, Light Song mentions uh, petitions, uh, but we do not get to know what peti- what uh, they do with petitions, um, as they are apparently halted for the day due to Siri arriving in Haladrin. Uh We learn that of the returned, only the God King is allowed to get married, uh, and that he is also the only one able to produce children. 
Uh, none of the other gods are allowed to be married, and none of them are able to, I guess they're all infertile as well. Uh, so yeah, what do you think of the offerings? It was, I believe, a, there was a poem with uh, colored dots. This is where you come to the picture that he, or the, the, the painting of the ship that yeah. he well, it's an abstract piece that he feels, thing. yeah, he, it's yeah. an abstract piece, I believe mostly all in red because it's one of his colors and he feels like he can almost see the, the red sea and the red boat in it. Yeah. And that's where, and that's where I started thinking that kind of actually when I originally thought was that it, that's where I thought, oh, okay, maybe he is prophetic. Um, mm. And then until just now when, dark, or before when darkness said about maybe it's a, uh, a vision of his past. Yeah. yeah. Like. That makes a lot more sense because then later in this thing, talking about a woman that apparently yeah, he can vividly remember. So maybe it is. I think I think darkness might be onto something there. Yeah. Do you think then the abstract piece is actually supposed to represent that? Is it someone he knows who potentially said that, or is it just happened? Is just him remembering again? His I think it's just dream. him remembering. Mm. Yeah. I'm just also briefly curious. What do you guys think of the artist script of the different little colors that represent? letters uh what i'm confused what are we uh was that not in this one uh, i think I they know. but uh he looks at uh, a first painting and then i thought he looked at a, a poem and then oh he... oh 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 you're talking okay yeah. you're talking about with the poem yeah the poem random yeah it's, it's called it's a different script i remember now yeah. what you're talking about i didn't actually write that down uh, yeah, I was oh, like, I for a second, I was like, seem... did I get ahead of myself? <laughs> no, I guess it just, it, to me, it didn't seem as if uh, it was... It's not very important, I'm just kind of curious yeah. what you thought oh, about it. Maybe, I think that's why I didn't write it down, because I don't, I didn't think it was as, like, uh, standoff, or stand-out-ish, like... There, there was a painting before the ship, right? Yeah, there there was a, yeah. an yeah. original painting, which I think he, I think he believes that it's potentially done by a professional. I believe he says that, um... People sometimes will pay artists yeah. to make the work for them, and I think that he's less interested in those. He like he or something. Yeah. I'm not remembering. And then yeah, there's that the poem which he says was obviously transcribed into the artist script by someone because it's simpler and someone who just normally writes in the artist script to make it like fancier and almost make a picture out of this mm -hmm. the poem. And then yeah, there's the abstract piece which he mentions. Uh, he had once commented very highly on an abstract piece, so now people tend to send him those. Yeah. Um, so that first um picture, uh, that first um, what is it? Painting. Okay. That mm -hmm. first painting was burnt, right? So all all of the works of art get burnt. So apparently he yeah, assesses yeah, yeah. them. The all of the art pieces uh, okay. get sent to him for offerings. Okay. So how the offerings work is, uh, if you apparently want a blessing or like a good fortune from a god, you depending on what you want good fortune on, you send an art piece, be it a painting or a drawing or a poem in the artist script. And you send it to a god of whatever virtue you need help with. So in his case, bravery. I'm sure there's other ones. Um, so like, I think he says it's like you want like bravery to propose to someone potentially or to ask someone out. Uh, you would mm. send them a piece of work. Um, I think usually it sounds like you're supposed to do it yourself. But some people hire artists to do it for them because they want it to get favorable reviews. And their review is written down, whatever the god says about your piece of artwork. And then the piece is burnt because uh because fire. only gods can see it only the gods and their their high priests are supposed to see this offering it's only for their eyes i'm I love surprised that. i'm surprised there isn't a form of like rejection to offerings 
Well, it sounds like he can give, I believe it's very, very briefly mentioned that like you can give good or ill uh, almost responses, but I believe he doesn't seem to want to ever give like a fully negative okay. response. Yeah. He seems to like try, he's, as I said, like he seems to take this pretty seriously, even though it bores him. Mm -hmm. um, he, he tends to take his offerings very seriously and try, and even, I think he says even at the last one, like even though he's tired, he wants to try and give like a, a proper response instead of just being like, okay, yeah, I'm, whatever. I'm I'm assuming that also comes from the fact that um, he feels the need to give something back, considering that they are giving him threats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, what do you think petitions are? We don't get anything, but, I mean, just based on the word petition, what do you think his, his uh, petition is? the court. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, what do you um, think, like, they specifically petition, like, what do you think he's supposed to do type thing for a petition? I think it's people come to ask him for things, but... Mm -hmm. That's what I was thinking, more of, like, um like actual petitions but like in like the the sense of like what people need yeah do you think he's able to give like do you think it's money resources or does he just give advice like what is his uh, job there i didn't get too much into that because i don't really know the because we didn't get to do it that. yeah mm -hmm. yeah it. yeah we don't get anything i was, I was just curious what you guys saw because yeah they're they're halted for today we'll uh potentially get to see what petitions are later so I was just curious what yeah, you, I just, you had I thoughts. think people just come in and, like, ask for stuff. And I feel like it's not, like, a one-person thing, like, a personal thing. Because mm. um, it is a petition. And um, the personal things are the paintings, so. Mm, so you think it's more like a, a group, like, a people, maybe? Yes. Uh -huh. Come and, like, ask a god for something. Mm -hmm. I think he also says he, he, like, didn't want to do them anyway. So he's pretty happy that they're halted. Yeah, he said they're the least, they're the least appealing of the, of the day. Yeah, which is surprising considering he really seems to hate taking the breasts from the kid. <laughs> and and going into the art, he says, but yeah, he just doesn't. He just wants to nap. Is what it seems. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah, he pretty God, much does. You know. he, I mean, I, mean, I feel like I feel like religion. this is darkness. He doesn't believe like in his this religion. He's just like this is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> this is darkness as a god. Darkness died, and now it became light song. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so after that, uh, light song has to give his head priest a command for his lifeless because uh, uh, he asked for some lifeless for oh, yeah. to greet uh, I guess Siri into the city. Uh, apparently there's a lot of commands for all sorts of different things. He specifically gives a mm -hmm. command uh, for I believe it's non-violent it's a non-violent command mm -hmm. I believe is specified. Uh, and we also this... learned that... hmm? Sorry, I was going to say this is like the second like most like attention pulling aspect of the magic for me mm. like my second most favorite part because it gives more context into commands and how the what are they called the lifeless the lifeless yeah how they work mm -hmm. um and also the fact that he said it wasn't like the central command like the main one the main phrase yeah, there's like a so main assuming, phrase and then tons of it sounds like little tiny phrases for very specific situations. Yeah. I'm assuming that main phrase can override most of whatever is put out there. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I have it quoted on my in my notes uh, with the, <laughs> your grace, I'm going to put Scoot. Scoot said, we will need a lifeless command in order to arrange our troops in the field outside the city to welcome the queen. And then his, his oh, I loved it. It raises an eyebrow. We plan to attack her? <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. Was like yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does say it's specifically a non-violent command. Uh, so does that change yeah. your idea of whether they're going to attack, or do you think maybe just his his will be 
uh, Nalan, because it does say that he's only one of four gods that have lifeless commands. So there are three other gods potentially who have lifeless mm -hmm. commands, and we don't know what sort of commands they've given out. It also makes me wonder, why does he have lifeless commands? Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, we don't know why he what, was chosen. Yeah, what, what gives him the ability? And also, I mean, did he have to learn this? Did he have to learn the, each command, or did he become, like, make the commands? Mm -hmm. Because I believe the command was like something fruit. Yeah, um, it was. It, um, I don't remember. Maybe it's the stink show. It just seemed really weird to me. Here it is. I'm curious now what the command was again. Um. Oh, that's too far forward. I'm just trying to. Fledgling fruit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was fledgling for some fruit. Reason, for some reason, it reminded me of peaches. <laughs> <laughs> And now that I'm looking, now that I'm looking back at it, it another thing that I just now noticed, uh, fledgling is up is uh, uppercase and fruit is not. So maybe fledgling is like a, a much thing. yeah much stronger part of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it does say that uh, it is a non-combat command. Yes. So maybe they won't attack, but I mean. Is he the only one sending lifeless? Is going to be the question? Yeah, we don't know because he does mention that there's yeah. four four out of the like we know there's a probably he says at least two dozen uh, around two dozen dice. So of like twenty four, there are only four of them who have lifeless commands, and we don't know who the other three are. Mm -hmm. So we don't know if they could give other commands or if they're all told that it should just be it's a welcoming, so it's all going to be non-violent, non-combative commands. Uh, we're not under that's sure. including the. God King. Yeah, we don't know if um I I feel like the way it's implied is that it doesn't include the God King. He might have his own army. I think the way he's saying gods is he means the of the two dozen, but um Okay. I don't it doesn't specifically specify, so I'm not sure. Um cause yeah, he's considered like above them, not on the court of mm. gods. Um uh, but yeah, so there's that, and then Light Song describes a woman he believes he remembers. I have all the notes for this. And wonders if that was his wife previously. Uh, the priests write down what he says uh, briefly, and then he goes out to the deck to watch for the new queen. Uh, did you want to say anything then, Mythic, about the Oh, uh, I have, I have so many notes. Friend. I have an entire page, <laughs> okay, but I'm going to only go. go through a bit of them. Okay, go uh, so, okay. So the first thing I noticed with it was uh, he asked, when he asked, uh, did I have a wife before I died? Uh Scoot says that uh, he cannot speak of his life before he was returned. Yeah, so they're apparently not Meaning allowed to say to, anything about it. But but to me, it seemed almost as if maybe Scoot knows mm -hmm. who he was beforehand. And because they can't speak of it, maybe it'll send the gods or whatever, uh, giving them memories of their past would uh, create an issue. Um, but so they're like almost sworn to secrecy, but they still have the knowledge. Mm. Uh, the other thing I wrote down um, was, as he was jotting it down, he wrote, he says, uh, I have a beautiful, youthful, youthful face, um, inviting brown hair, red lips, three shades shy of the seventh harmonic. Uh, I have the seventh harmonic in, like, bold. And then with a deep beauty, dark, tan skin. And it started to, it, it kind of made me think that this is where I started getting the ship idea of, and I, I have it in fucking bold italicized that says uh <laughs> is she going to be his is siri going to be his wife oh you think siri's gonna be his wife his old wife um 
or something to that extent. Uh, because I don't be- like I I fully don't believe that uh, uh, they're like I think they're what's what's the word uh, can't think of the word uh, they're they're telling him one thing but it's really not the truth so that he'll think a certain way. They're um, molding him. They're um yeah, but there's like, it's not brainwashing, but it's like uh, it's a it's a coercion. It's um, called is- does grooming count? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, mean, I mean, I think grooming is technically can also be used in like the non-sexual, creepy way. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I mean, I think they're mold. I think they're molding him to be something that he wasn't before. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe he actually isn't as dead as he thinks he is, or you know, like he wasn't. It wasn't as long ago, or something to that extent. Maybe they told him five years, but really, it wasn't. Maybe, you know, because time time is very easy to like tell somebody something and not be true. Yeah, and we also if they're like if they're in a tropical place, like we don't know if they they have seasons potentially that change mm-hmm. as well. Also, um, he is ageless, right? So yes, yeah. he doesn't. He doesn't. Time age. is definitely gonna work a little different there. <laughs> so you think they're um, completely also... lying to him about like how long yeah. he's been a god and mm-hmm. all sorts of things. Um, and then also I wrote down, uh, that Scoot scribbles it down, but does not ask for anything more, Mm -hmm. um, which is weird because from before when it was the dream, he was pressing him for details, but then when he's speaking of something that could be about his past, he writes it down. He's, I don't don't think it's said he had, he wrote exact, like, it wasn't like he was jotting it down perfectly. It just says he was scribbling something. Yeah, I, I believe they um, do say though that they write down everything Light Song does says. It? Yeah, I don't... Maybe it wasn't in this chapter. Maybe it's in a different chapter, but uh, I believe they do write down everything that uh, he says in general. I believe that's what... I believe it's said, but I don't... I yeah. thought when he was speaking about it, it didn't say that he wrote it down. Like, well, it wasn't, think, like, specific. I don't think you know always writes things down. I think there's, there's other priests they mentioned briefly Maybe, yeah. in the area which i think are always writing stuff down and so it, yeah it might be significant that scoot is specifically writing that down versus one of the random other priests that are following them i also i also wonder where this goes mm. like everything that he writes down like i wonder yeah, if it also it? gets yeah like i also wonder if it gets like reviewed to make sure like what if it's like actual like trying to manipulate a person and they're trying to keep it in check by getting that reviewed by someone else who is like you know part mm. of that do you think they're like trying to not just like write down because he's a god but like keep tabs on him and try and like yeah push like him in certain ways like oh he's talking yeah. about this now we should try and like put him in a different Steer direction him away. yeah 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 like because that's it definitely sounds like it could be that way it's like um oh he's he's having a vision of yeah. the sh- the ship, so maybe we need to like he's touching too close to home where he was dead. You know yeah. how he died. We need to like fear him off of this path somehow. You know, mm-hmm. so they come together as a collective and they say, "Hey, what what are we gonna do?" Um, or he's having this vision of a, or he sees this image of a woman. Um, that we know who the who this woman is. We have to like steer him off of this. We have to get yeah. him to not think about it. Kind of idea because like it definitely seems. As, Though, like, Scoot doesn't seem to have much of a personality outside the, uh, uh, outside his scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seems like he's there to serve. Um, last thing I wrote, though, <laughs> Light Song goes to see his soon to be wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll put that like, as one really... of your predictions. Uh, 
Mythic thinks I'm light shipping song. them. Mythic. Siri and <laughs> Siri and Light Song forever. Light Song and Siri will marry. Because <laughs> I want to write down anything that you guys kind of like think is gonna happen. I'm I'm gonna go more into after we uh when we do like I'm gonna do like a little overview in a second. Um, but I'm gonna try and keep track of what what things you guys think are gonna happen in the future of the book, and then as they come up, I'm gonna be like, well, you predicted this. You were right or wrong or half wrong or like. Yeah, I mean, I think answered. I definitely, th I definitely think that uh, something's gonna happen. Siri's gonna come in, um, not knowing anything about the court. She's gonna know. She's gonna be uh, needing somebody to help guide her through it. And I think Light Song is gonna be there for that. And then, mm. if I'm hope, if if my hope is correct, they'll become involved or not. You know, like whether it be a romantic thing or actually just more like a sibling thing. But like they're gonna be involved like in some way. Yeah, and they're going to be involved in some way, and then, like, it, something's going to happen where it's, like, he has to either go against the other gods, um, or he has to, like, sneak away for her to do something. Like, I, I just mm. feel like he's going to have a hot, a big part in her coming here. All right, well, we're going to get into but I definitely think they did more in a second. I just want to <laughs> do, like, a quick, the end of this chapter before we do the overview. What's your general opinion of Light Song? What's your general opinion of Laramar, a.k.a. Scoot? <laughs> We all know what my, my father is on Light Song. Oh. Daddy. <laughs> I love Light Song. Great. Great oh. character. Um, I love the aspect of not just, like, centralizing yourself on becoming a god, but also, like, doubting it. Mm. And all the facts. And the fact that um, he takes um, time out of just, like, taking instead of, like... I mean, he, he takes time out just to, like, give back instead of just taking. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, great character. Um, Scoot, I'm a con Scoot, is easier. Yeah, Scoot. <laughs> um, Scoot, personally, don't really like him that much. Mm. Um, I feel like they're that type of person to be sort of a pushover if it gets them the information they need. Mm. Um, I think Mythic yeah, likes Scoot, right? I mean, I don't disagree with you, but I think that Scoot has more to offer. I think Scoot will be much, much better later. I feel like like betrayal. Like they're gonna. I feel. I feel like Scoot is uh, trying to keep up a a mask to make it look as if he is like this uh, serving person um, because he doesn't. Uh, maybe he doesn't know of light. Like Light Song is going to be also a rebel or anything like that. He's so he's like trying to keep an like a keep far enough back so that he doesn't put the spotlight on him. Mm -hmm. Um just for the way that it, like he seems to like seems to like treat him as if he is a god, but also kind of is like guiding him down like in all the places he needs to go. Like mm -hmm. um I believe when he when they originally was thinking that he has to go to the petitions or whatever, mm -hmm. um is he says it and then Scoot is like no, don't you remember? You know, and like, even though it, I'm pretty sure it stated something like, even though he's a god, uh, I can't say he couldn't say it to him, like, he couldn't say it judgmentally. He had to, like, be like, hey, don't you there's, remember this? There's certain kind things of thing? expected of him, yeah. Wait, obviously, so... is, uh, he's obviously expected to respect lights on, he is the head priest of that's his mm -hmm. god, basically. <laughs> um, that's, like, god in physical uh -huh. form. And then, like, there's other that's, other priests around to judge him if he doesn't act respectfully, potentially. That's um, that's actually giving me a different like sort of view right now. Mm. Um, what, what 
dictates what he's supposed to do as his own like person as a god because if he can't remember his own like um standards of what he's supposed to do mm. as his religion and if mm-hmm. he doesn't believe in it how do how do the priests know what he's supposed to do well i think um it's I don't know if it's really applied, like, but it's, it's not a spoiler. But like, I think every god has to do. They get their weekly breath. They have to do uh, offerings, which are the the paintings and petitions. Yeah, but I don't see why he couldn't. He wouldn't be able to do it in his own way. You know what I mean? Mm. Like they're trying to push him to do it in like a specific way, and I don't feel. I feel like not every god is going to be like doing it that same way either. Yeah, and we'll have to see if you guys ever meet any of the other gods. I already know we do, but yeah. What do you mean I'm you already not... know we do? <laughs> well, uh, because I wanted to know what Light Song looked like. What? Oh my no God. Googling things. You guys are going to get way so many spoilers. No Googling. I forgot you Google stuff. No Googling. <laughs> All right, I'll be back. I'm going to Google it. No, uh, absolutely yeah. no. Light no Googling look... is allowed. Light Song, daddy. Light Song, no daddy. No Googling is allowed. Okay, Anyways. no, but I mean, I, did, I, I Google imaged just to see what he looked like. And I looked at the first two images and one of them, he's standing with a girl. I have no idea who they are. But he's standing with a girl, and it seemed either it's going to be my ship being correct, or oh it's going to be, God. yeah, or it's going to be the fact that there's another god, uh, possibly. So I just thought of it. But like before, even before that, I mean, they said they have two dozen gods. There has yes. to be, you know, there has to be a showing. I mean, of at yeah, least it, yeah. One based on sure. the fact that we've gotten a point of view, like it's pretty obvious that Light Song's going to be one of the main characters, and so like it's going to be unlikely he doesn't interact. I think with any of the other gods i think it's not really a spoiler to say like it's it's pretty impossible that he's just going to stay in his palace for the whole book <laughs> exactly uh so so next we have four to eleven right now <laughs> um well, okay we're gonna do i'm gonna do some little overview questions so my first question is what do you think the title warbreaker means i mean my thought is that it's going to be something to the extent of like uh Siri is being sent here. She's going to break the war, as in make it so it doesn't happen. Okay. Well, if it's if it's in this, like, literal sense, uh, the war has to happen before it gets broken. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so you think, it, yeah. You think it, it, yeah, it means that a war will happen, like, Dedalyn like, has predicted. Like, regardless of what's happening, it's going to happen. stop it. But I feel like the war's up. already here. <laughs> I feel like they're already in the war because, like he said, we're not going to get out of it kind of idea. Like, we're not, we can't, uh, like, it's inevitable. So I feel like they're already technically in the war. They're just not having a battle yet. (laughs) They're in the the (laughs) pre-game. Yeah, they're pre-gaming this. So you think it's basically like, they've already, like, Helladrin's already decided there is a war. We just haven't set the troops yet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're going to wait for our queen to get here, lock her up so she can give birth, and then we'll send the troops once she's in there. God, that just gave me so many. Yeah, me too. I I instantly (laughs) shackled shackled like Bar. Bondage. The Bar, you're going to stick her in the the cell in the dungeon. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Just throw her in the cell, (laughs) lock her up so her legs are up, and be like, all right, nine months later, we'll wait. I saw the cement slab. He's like... gonna be stillborn anyways. We don't care about his health of the god. You're right. You're right. <laughs> don't worry. We'll make you. We'll bring you back, and then uh, yeah, you can have a kid. Bye bye. Oh great, right. another soldier. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So my next question is: uh, Do you think Basher? Will, I think we kind of talked about this a little bit. Do you think Basher will end up being a main character like Siri and Light Song? Uh, and how um, do you think he'll relate to the story if he does? Is the main character, or even if he isn't. 
I just think he's going to be a mentor. Mentor to Siri, you think? Yeah. I. What if it turns out that he's going to be a mentor to like Light Song? Oh, you think could be Basher? I mean, yeah, mentor to Light Song. I mean, because either, like, either I mean, that or because he did state before that he had uh, he had many more breaths before. Um, yeah. Maybe he was. Maybe he was like Light Song. Maybe they're lying to him, lying to them about the fact that they can't use them as a what is it, awakener. Um, and so you know nobody tries it. If okay, maybe there's a way to reverse it. The um, like becoming oh, a, remember your memories. A return. All right, Basically midnight. Put this down. Awakener. Put this down. Here, here's my here's my idea. Oh, here's my prophecy okay. on what okay. it is. Ready? Okay. I think I think Vasher is one of these two dozen gods. Yes. Oh, it's I feel like it was reversed. Somehow. Currently, one of the two dozen gods. Currently, yes. Okay, and not like some previous god that's no nope. longer there or something. He, I think I think we're gonna meet him because he's a god. I and I think I, he's just being sneaky. I don't think he's a god. What if? Okay, hear me out. What if okay. he was a god, but since he was imprisoned. It could have been like. Well, we know why he was in prison. He was in prison for beating up yeah. a priest and those guys and like twenty other dudes <laughs> at a bar. Yeah, but the, the the thing is, it could be because like of a, of a betrayal, you know. Mm, so he a he priest. betrayed the court of gods. Yeah. And okay. somehow, like, I mean, if obviously, if like some other god is like behind the creation of like you know gods in general, mm-hmm. um, there is gonna be a way to reverse it. So. Maybe he's just trying to collect enough to like reach back to that potential. Hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe they took because they make a comment about the, the breath. Losing your breath doesn't mean that you're dead. So yeah. maybe they're yeah. Light going Song to goes... attempt to reverse. Yeah. To be fair, um, Light Song says he was told that if he gives away all his breath, he dies. But he has no memories, and he's obviously not given mm-hmm. away all his breath. Has he? Se- we don't know if he's seen that happen to a different god, or if it's also he's not just been stated. Told that. In... Yeah, it's also not stated in. Like too directly that he can't use it to awaken something either. Well, it is. It does. He, says that... he specifically says he cannot awaken. He does not have awakener powers. He's not able to do that as a returned. Does it? It does say that. Specifically I thought, I thought it was. Just, I thought it was just. It is a thing. <laughs> no, I believe <laughs> it does say. Um, uh, where do I have that written down? Sure, I had that written down. Where the fuck did it go? I scroll through my notes now. Uh, <laughs> what have you written as the return? But I, I believe it is specifically stated somewhere that uh, he you. is not able to awaken objects and stuff. It's where they state. I'm pretty sure it's where they state um, that he cannot use um, the breasts to sustain himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's right here. Oh yeah, here we go. We learned that he has his own palace and he has thousands of breaths, but he can't use awakener powers. And if he gives away any of his breath, he dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I think that's why they say he can't use awakener powers is because like giving his breath, I'm assuming even to an object, just it kills him. It sounds like. Hmm. Still, even reading this doesn't. I don't know. Doesn't. Tell me exactly. But, but yeah, but then again, we don't know if he's ever tried. Yeah. Like, we don't know yeah, if that's just saying. something he's been told, or if that's actually something that, like, he's yeah. seen happen, or it's something that he's been told truthfully. We don't know. 
my mind is going like a million miles a minute right now. All right. There's so many possibilities. So my next uh, question was, what do you think of Siri, Vivena, and their family? We kind of um, touched on all of that. But we touched on it a little bit, but yeah, just overall, what do you kind of think of them? Siri, and their Siri is going to be my queen. Vena is going to be the knight in shining armor. I hate her dad. Raffin's <laughs> awesome. We have no doubt to of Richard. Really cool, cool monk person. <laughs> and, 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 and whoever this brother is, he's, he might as well just not be existent. Because Actually, for real. He wasn't discussed that much. He's he's not been discussed. We've not heard his thoughts on potentially Vivema taking his place as uh as the next to the heir. Like maybe he's gonna be the next one. I remember her wanting to either. Well, it, yeah, it was just I think Faffin brought up like, oh, you might end up taking over now that you've not gone, and so like yeah. maybe Ridger's gonna Which be the next one her? with the POV where it's like I'm useless and redundant. <laughs> <laughs> Every everyone in the family, I just am useless and redundant now. Yes, <laughs> because the apple doesn't far fall far from the tree. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So that, yeah, just those are your general thoughts then. But the family just everyone's great except for dad, and yeah. who knows hey, about Richard? Exactly. Richard might be even worse. Uh, he could be great. He could be worse. Yeah. <laughs> for some reason, I have this feeling that um, uh, what's the monk's name again? Faffin. Uh, Faffin. The, the other daughter. To, yeah, they are gonna have to make this um. Them? Like abide by what they know, <laughs> but yeah. Mm. Other than that, I'm pretty solid on like all my opinions so far. So sorry, I think you might have cut out a little bit there. What What do you think about? Uh, I'm pretty like um like I maintain the same opinions as I've already discussed. Yeah. So um, in general, just everyone seems pretty good except for the dad and who knows about Richard. Just the general opinion. I still think, <laughs> I still think, uh, Vivana's um initiating her um uh, villain arc. Oh yeah, her, her, her revenge arc. <laughs> yeah, other than that, I'll make sure um, to write that we're down. good. Vivana villain? Question mark. Uh, all right. Uh, so then, uh, now that we know more about the return, what do you think about returned in general? Just like. What do you? I think you guys have had kind of a lot of theories already about like. I think it's a lie. I think they're all being manipulated into thinking there's something they're not. <laughs> like they're like. <laughs> I kind of want to know if the other ones think of are like in on their own hype. Yeah, like we don't know. doesn't seem to. Yeah, like someone doesn't seem to believe in his own religion. What if they it do? Is, yeah, he seems like he he indulges in a lot of stuff. Like there's there's general talks about it, like him licking wine and naps and stuff. But like he generally seems to be like. I don't really consider myself a god fully, like, and I take my duties that I've been told I should do, like, seriously, because people are, like, spending money and spending stuff on me and, like, giving me breath, so I should, like, try and do something back for them, okay. even if I don't a believe in it at all. <laughs> this is a collection of sugar people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like there's definitely going to be that one god, that one character that's, like, overly, like, I believe in my religion so much. Like, I am the god, you know? Yeah. Um, I am yeah, the god Susan of whatever. Susabron's going to feel like he's the god of everything. Well, yeah, he's he's the god king. I'm I'm reserving my king opinion, of the Sansa. Yeah, we haven't I, met Susabron yet. Which, god, uh, yeah. If we meet, if we meet the god, ki this king, and he's just like this happy-go-lucky, <laughs> I don't I give swear. a shit about nothing kind of shit. Oh, God, it's going to be so insane. Like, yeah, he's going to be the complete polar opposite of what everybody in Idris thinks. 
Yeah, we, if that we... happens, I will simp so hard. <laughs> yeah, we we know that we're definitely gonna meet him because obviously Siri will meet up with him. Yeah. She has to have his child. They're gonna be very intimately <laughs> familiar with each other. So we'll hopefully, get hopefully of... they don't have to have a child, and she'll be with Lightborn, and it'll be good. <laughs> or hear me out. There could be a love triangle. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, I can see it. Okay. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, so next question. Uh, I think we already have the answer to this, but what are your guys' favorite characters so far? I think I think you both have the same one. <laughs> I, <laughs> so it's like, yeah. I have, like... I have, like... A top three. <laughs> and I don't know like seven characters. <laughs> I don't know if you guys realize this, but they are the most, like, spread out, unexpected things. Oh, okay, tell me, tell me. Do it. Okay, it. so... Obviously, Light Song, great. This yeah, one is, just, to love is Light expected, song. right? Yeah. Now, you see, my second favorite character is... I don't even know if it can be considered it, but I like the sword. Nightblood! Oh, yeah. Nightblood's definitely a yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. Cool. okay. Yeah, and then, he's the last one is he can the be considered cook. a character. The cook. Math? The cook? Yeah, yep. math too, yeah. I felt I'm so irritated. Yeah. I as felt long so as Light Song is, is your number one. As long as Light Song is your number one, yeah. we're the same. Yeah. I felt so irritated when um, they took Siri away, and I was like, what about they're the never book? talking again. They're never talking again. I'm gonna What's going to happen? I'm going to be honest. I don't know if Map ever comes back. No! I don't know. No! no. I mean, she might, but I don't know. We need a whole spinoff book just about her. I don't know. I don't remember if we get more uh, POVs from the dad. We might see her more if uh, we get more POVs I, from the dad. I, stuff. Want, <laughs> I want her to cook in the battlefield. Oh, yes. If Maybe that's like, the warbreaker. Um, Based on what uh, Siri said about Mab, it does sound like Mab was almost like um, a mother figure to her because like she's like yeah. she taught me to cook. She taught me about like we've talked about like I think I think they talked about they talked about curses. I think she like taught her a lot of stuff. Um, so what about she was in the ki- she was in the kitchen a lot <laughs> as a punishment. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it seems like she was almost like nanny slash like mother figure because we don't know when their mom died or left or whatever happened to her. Ascended, became a god. Yep. Yeah, maybe. Became a god. They will meet her. That uh, would be cool. That'd be interesting. Um, that would be interesting, considering that she's marrying the king. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, also on, on the line of favorite characters, whose story do you think you're going to be most interested in going forward? Do you are you most interested in like if Vasher and Light Nightblood song. come back? Are you most interested in like Light Song and the Court of Gods? Light are you most interested story. in in Ciri and her her and the God King? Are you most interested in potentially Vivenna and whatever whatever the fuck she's going to plan on doing? We have no idea. Light, Light Song and Ciri's inevitable love life. That's I'm interested in obviously sorry, right? The sword, um, yeah. So you're interested in like Vasher and Nightblood, where they're gonna go? Yeah, them. Uh, um, Light Song, but not like where he's headed, but more like his past. Um, and also. So you're hoping his story is gonna going... go more into like his past. Yeah, and what the heck is happening with the king? So. <laughs> so just like the war plans and like what's gonna happen with that. Yeah. All right. Uh, and so what do you guys think of the magic system so far? What do you think of just how? This magic system is in general. I think it's broken. Said it earlier. Yeah, I think it's broken. Said it earlier. Oh, you think it's broken? Yeah. It's I, I like the concept. I like the concept of uh, one's breath being the uh, magic. Mm. I think there's a hidden like repercussion that nobody is discussing. Oh. Yeah. There's no way that 
there is not a limit to this because this can be abused in mo on multiple levels. I will say that in general, Brandon Sanderson's magic systems, one of the reasons people like his book so much is he has very, very, like, you don't learn about them right away because you tend to learn about them as characters learn about them or as they're revealed to you. But his magic systems are very much, these are the hard limits on them. These is like almost like the scientific, even in the fantasy world, this is almost like the scientific reason behind how this all works. And they're very well thought out and very structured. They're not just like, you can do absolutely anything in the universe. He's he's so, actually structured. So there's repercussions. Yeah. Yeah. So what you're saying, what you're saying is a lot like, um, uh, like what's the? We get a little bit of it, like how like when Vasher does use his awakening powers, like there's a very specific. Like, you hmm. must have this. You must have this. You must have this. And like keeping Var in the cell. This is how you stop an awakener. You take everything away from them. Like, mm -hmm. All no color. All, all everything. Yeah. So like there's ways what to if... stop people. Okay. Also, something I didn't think of discussing until now, what about blind people? Mm, I don't know. Because they can't. In perfect pitch, so. Yeah, but they can't really reach that if they can't see color. You mean perfect uh, hues of color, you mean, I think, Mythic? Yeah, like, well, no, I meant pitch. Like, that's the second. Uh, yeah, second yeah, is perfect yeah. pitch. Yeah, so they, they, could all, they could hit the second one, but... They could do other, the so they basically could take maybe like they maybe couldn't awaken you think, but they could do like other. I like, I don't abilities. know how it would go by that. Like I. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't. Does it ever come up? I'm not sure if are it does blind? come up. Are, I, honestly, are there any I, blind people in this? I'm I'm not sure if it ever comes up. I'm gonna be honest. Um, it has been a few years since I've read this book, but I'm not sure they actually go into any blind characters or how that would work. That would be, be to be fair. They do mention though that topic. like most, it is not common for everyone. I don't think to have extra breaths. So like not everyone can awaken things. Not every because like it also take took him like twenty five breaths just to do the little straw man or just to do like his cloak. So and like one. not so like you can't with just one breath. We don't know if you can actually do anything, any awakening. You have yeah. to have other people's breaths. Yeah. And it's fifty is a That's treasure. True. They said to people like not yeah. everyone besides like outside of like yeah. gods and stuff. Not everyone has extra breaths because you have to have take them from other people, basically. Yeah. So it might well, not so matter if you're blind because you're not going to get those true, powers anyways. If that's true, then wouldn't that mean that Light Song only took one breath? He's been if taking one breath a week for person. five years. Potentially. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, so he he the kid comes in. They only have a single breath. Yes. How does a single breath keep him alive? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, we're also, not sure. Wouldn't, yeah. <laughs> let's say somebody with like multiple amounts of breath like come in to get sacrificed in that way. Not yeah, would it? You know, like, would yeah, it sustain him for longer or? Yeah, we don't know. Because <laughs> all we know is that he generally gets children. They probably don't have multiple breaths. Um. Uh, I hate these unanswered questions. <laughs> I know, will... I know. I want, He's very I want, good I want... generally about explaining things, so we're hoping that I want Midnight to just say that we can later. read from 4 to 58 next time so we can get the whole book to... <laughs> um, There actually is, I will say, I don't know if there's any timeline on this, but there apparently may be in the future a sequel to this book. Ooh. Um, we've been told that uh, so, Brandon says potentially... Thing. Well, it's, it's a complete ending because he wrote this, I think, back in 2009. Um, but he, he's, he said that he he might want to go back to it and do something else. At least in the, I don't know if it's going to be a direct sequel or it's just going to be in this world with this magic system. Uh, he might just do it like another story within it. I'm not sure. I've just kind of heard like the story general. of Light Song and Siri being a couple <laughs> and 
love me, Debbie. All right, and then uh, my final question was just, um, besides what we've talked about already, is there any other general predictions you have for where this book is going, like where the plot's going, or anything about any specific characters that we haven't like given predictions for already? If, if the Idris King doesn't die, I'll be really sad. <laughs> it's not really a prediction, but okay. I know, but I predict he's going to die. There you go. Dead. Damn. <laughs> what about you, Dark? Any predictions? Not beyond the ones that I've already discussed. Well, I'm just also just like in general, like where do you think the plot's going? Like, what do you think? Like, um, the, I mean, we you did say I think that you think there's obviously like there's going to be a war and series going to stop it, but like, what do you think like yeah. the general plot of the book maybe is going to be? Um, the war breaking. <laughs> what if okay what if Siri and um, Light Song think of a way for some reason you know because obviously mm -hmm. they're not I feel like they're not going to be okay with what's happening mm -hmm. Um, what if they think of a way to like sort of like deal like some of the power from the king you know what I mean like a like a steal the breath from the king. Not not a steal the breath, but like like sort of like like stop his like power in like his reign. Cause okay, the problem here is the king. Right, we don't so, know that. So the king could be a a deity well, that is so nice and humble to everyone. <laughs> in the first place, well, I mean, <laughs> the war is starting because of him. So. That is an also that is also not stated. <laughs> It's just that well, he is gonna bring a a hell to these this kingdom that I already don't like. So, I mean, it kind of to me it's a good. Mostly, it's mostly implied, so I'm assuming it. Um, I don't know. I'm just making. Especially with the things that happened to the other king. Um, yeah. So I'm assuming it's like kind of like, uh, kind of like a backstab from mm -hmm. within. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm, I feel like there's going to be some, like, trying to overthrow the king sort of situation. Mm. So you think they're going to overthrow the, the god king, specifically? Yeah. Mm. Susabran. All right. And I think that's pretty much it for this episode. Thank you, guys. I'm glad you guys are enjoying the book, it sounds like. Yep. Yeah, so uh, we're going to come back for the uh, 50. Eight, no, right? we're not doing that, Penny. 